Welcome to Market Scale Education Technology. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Mark Elliott, the CEO for Boxlight Mimeo. Mark, how are you today? I'm great, Sean. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking, sir. Uh, would you do me a favor and kind of give me just the brief little elevator pitch to the roadmap of your career and how you wound up at Boxlight Mimeo? Yeah, yeah, that'll be um I can make it quick. I was 14 years with Unisys uh, and uh, had multiple roles there. But, you know, at Unisys, um, we, we specialized in a uh, public sector. So we sold to, you know, high education and to uh, school districts across the country and the world. And so got involved there. And then I went to Apple Computer uh, back in 2000 and was a senior director there. I uh, was brought in to help change the whole paradigm there to help them become more solution providers. I was uh, responsible for uh, the beyond the box team, which was everything outside of the hardware there. So that was channels, alliances, solution partners, Apple software, Apple services, Apple support, strategic initiatives. And I went there because I wanted to make a difference in education. And I saw that Apple with the ability to break the uh, the digital divide with the laptops and now tablets was a great uh, market to be in. And then I left there because one of the tools that I saw there was Interactive Whiteboard, one of our solutions that we sold um, at Apple, because that's what we did to change the whole paradigm went there was to start bringing in solutions that, that made a difference, not just, you know, a hardware that's a little faster and that sort of thing. So we saw that Promethean Interactive Whiteboard. There I did and saw that as the bridge it could take us into the technology world, bring technology into the classroom. And I used to tell people there was more classroom or there was more um, technology in a police car back then than there was in a classroom. And, uh, and that sadly was the state that we had. And so uh, to get technology accepted and, you know, the fact that we had children, all the millennials and everybody else that were learning digitally, uh, and then having to come into a school and learning traditionally like they've been since the 1700s or earlier, there was the reason they were dropping out because the number reason, one reason they left school was boredom. And so uh, I saw technology as something that we had to get into the classroom and get that there. And uh, Promethean was the bridge that allowed us to teach with the teacher in front still controlling the classroom and then being able to bring all the assets and the resources of the world into the classroom. And so I became the president of Promethean for the Americas, and uh, we grew that company dramatically to where we were number one or number two uh, in every market around the world and had close to two million classroom using uh, that type of technology. And then um, left there in 2013 uh, to go with a company called Boxlight, and then we ultimately merged with Mimeo. And uh, the reason I went over there is because I saw new technology on the horizon including interactive flat panels, interactive projectors, and that sort of thing. And so that's where we are today. We went public uh, on NASDAQ November 30th of last year, and uh, you know everything is uh, looking very positive for the growth that we're looking at. Now, nobody spends as much of their career in one industry without having a deep passion for that industry. And this is the Education Technology Podcast. I want to focus on the education portion of that first. And that Absolutely. is, I have a firm belief, as I know you do, that the problems that we face as societies, not nationally, but as globally, 
is, you know, we, we're concerned with the climate, we're concerned with energy, we're concerned with health and food, and there's so many things we're concerned with, but none of the solutions to those problems will matter if we don't have people that are intelligent enough to apply those solutions. So education holds a special place in my heart, and I know it holds a very dear place in yours. It absolutely does. I mean, a mantra that we've had that's followed me throughout uh, my career, especially since Apple, was that, you know, we can change the classroom, we can change the world. And I believe that to the depth of my soul. You know, we get the technology in and, and technology can help do that because there's no place in the world that you can reach today without the Internet. And so we can bring the best and the brightest and the, the best pedagogical tools into any any environment, anywhere, and we should be. And that's exactly why we're doing what we're doing, is change the classroom, change the world. And the other thing we have is that if I'm not learning the way you teach, maybe you should teach the way I learn. And that's what we're trying to embrace, is helping them, helping children anywhere, stay excited and fall in love with learning, and then the, the tide rises for everyone. As a father of now teenagers, both in high school, uh, I've been fortunate enough that my children have spent their school years in a school district that was relatively technologically advanced. And one of the best things that I think our school district has done is they haven't looked at technology as just a tool. They've looked at technology as a way to change the paradigm of how information is transmitted from teacher to student and also from student to teacher. They both learn on both sides of that equation. Talk mm -hmm. to me a little bit about how important it is for technology to be seamless when it goes into a classroom. Well, from Apple, you know, one of the big things that Apple stood out with is the ability to make things intuitive and easy to use. And so technology is something that, you know, you use it in your world. We're doing it right now over the phone and everything. So it's got to be something that's inherent to our, to our schools and, and we have to be able to enable children and teachers to embrace technology. So using the technology in the classroom is something that, that we put a, a major focus on, but you have to make it easy to use. So you have to do that Apple paradigm again of making it intuitive and making it integrated. So all of this technology that's there, I mean, the classroom today versus 15 years ago is so much different, so much different, Sean. I mean, it's exciting, it's fun. They're doing things, they're bringing in video, they're learning, they're bringing in experts, they're connecting with uh, classes around the world globally, and uh, it's just, it's exciting, and that's what we want. And then you've got all the technology that enables that, and that's what we need to be able to do. But you've also got a teacher in the classroom that's got to be able to, to embrace that. And so the training and the uh, the ability to make this technology something that they can use and not be intimidated by is a, a key element to this. Yeah, because the ease with which a teacher can use a, 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 a teaching aid or a teaching tool is very apparent to the students. Students are, they're there to learn about a subject, but they're already pretty smart when they walk in a classroom. They know when somebody's uncomfortable. They can pick up on those cues. Oh, and, but they can read fear. <laughs> oh, yeah, they can. Boy, they can smell it in the water. And yeah. when a teacher has a tool that they are comfortable and confident in, I think that helps lend just a little more credibility to what they're presenting to the students, which then makes it easier for the students to trust and accept that knowledge. Absolutely. We've had teachers multiple, I mean, everywhere 
saying that the technology that we provide is now making them relevant in the classroom again. It's making them connect with the students because, and it's also allowing them to personalize, you know, for each student that's there because they can gather information, they can test, they can assess, they can see everything and they can realize that every child is different. And so it, it's technology that's enabling the teacher to become more productive and connect and become relevant. Well, let's talk about now from the student side. Uh, you know, it's not that hard to figure out how to use a piece of chalk in a chalkboard. It's a pretty simple process, mm -hmm. but m maybe not quite so simple to understand an interactive stylus and a smart whiteboard or a smart surface. Uh, talk to me a little bit about putting yourself from a design standpoint in the student's point of view. Well, what we've done is we try to develop the software from the student's perspective and from state standards that are out there because there's been a lot of time and effort developed by states and uh, nationally and globally towards what they should be learning and how they should be learning. So being able to approach it from what are the skills that they need to learn and then how do we show them how to do this interactively and, and there's just so much evidence out there that shows that when children are engaged in learning, when they know that, that they could be asked a question at any time and that they could come back or they have to come up and present something, you know, showing how to connect, you know, a timeline and things like that, then they're involved. They're not falling asleep. They're not getting bored. They're engaged and they're tied into it. So we try to approach it from what is it that, that keeps the children engaged and excited about learning. So making it interactive keeps them involved and they're not daydreaming or things like that or bored. It's because they know that there's things there that make sense for them to embrace and to, uh, to get excited about. Yeah, that is plays definitely into one of the, the four categories that Boxlight focuses on as far as how you improve student outcomes. And specifically, I'm talking about the whole class learning and what you said, the ability to keep an entire class engaged and make it a collaborative effort can't be anything but a positive. It is. Well, there's a whole class and, and that's always going to be there. You're always going to need that requirement to bring every back together. But there's also the other side of collaborative. How do you solve problems together as teams? How do you get groups working together? And so we have a big aspect on that, you know, in our technology that allows students to sit around a table or to sit around with, uh, with content that's been developed that allows them to break it down into different components and then solve it like you would. For instance, if you were writing a newspaper article, you, you're going to have the videographer, you're going to have the, uh, the person that uh, wrote the article and you're going to have multiple components. How do you bring all of those together? We try to solve those problems like that. So you need tools to allow them to do that. And then you've got to be able to assess. Are they really learning as they're doing this? Or did you skip some building block that, you know, made it so that six weeks from now, you know, they're going to miss out on a whole lot more going forward. So you need to be able to assess as you go. So make giving them the tools to say quickly, did you get this? Ask a few questions, they come back, and then you have individualized learning. So you can see, yes, they've got it, except for Johnny and Johnny, we need to come back and do some personalized structuring uh, approach uh, there for them in this area. So the technology is absolutely fundamental. And what we're seeing is that the schools aren't going back. I mean, when we started this whole approach back, you know, years ago, uh, there uh, with interactive technology there, you know, it was, you had to prove them. You had to show how would this work. 
That's not what we're doing today. Now they're moving forward. How can we do it better, fa faster, and more effectively? And all the tools and the content are coming around behind that. So industries are just growing total. I mean, we look at all the networking capabilities during the school now, looking at the digital content, everything. And so it's there and it, there's no going back. What we now have to do is our challenge for the future is to be able to take that, as you said earlier, into every economy, every country in the world. And mentioning economy blends perfectly into my next question, and that is there is a definite initial cost to implementation of technology across a school, a school district, a state, um, a country. But the gains that you receive from that investment, you almost can't measure it. It's almost too big. Well, there's so many variables, you're right, to, to be able to break out, but, but it, it, it's intuitive, Sean. I mean, the first time I saw an interactive white whiteboard, I was like, they had had that in my school. If they'd given that to Mrs. Henson, who was a great teacher, she would have been spectacular because all of the extra things that they could do. So it is, it's intuitive. You look at it and go, yes, I'll learn like that. Yes, I, I may be a visual learner. Or yes, I may be kinesthetic or auditory, but I've got the technology that allows me to do that. So uh, being able to do tangible research is difficult because there's so many variables. You could have new children move into the area. You could have a new textbook, a new teacher, things like that. But to me, it's just like obvious. Technology makes a difference, and it's something that our world's demanding, and that's something we have to embrace. Well, I have to admit, and my 15-year-old daughter would attest to this, I'm a bit of a nerd. So <laughs> STEM is definitely an area that I have a very keen interest in, and I want to talk. We've talked about whiteboards. We've talked about mm -hmm. interactive services. I want to talk about the lab disk. Because yes. that thing is just cool. Can you give me the layman's explanation of what a lab disk portable STEM lab is and what it can do? Well, there's so much that you can do uh, with this lab disk. If you look at all the things that you want to do in a laboratory, and, and if you think back, you know, on your time in the past or my time, you know, when did I learn the most? It was when I was in Ms. Lawson's chemistry class doing experiments. But the time it took to do that was a lot. I can remember every experiment that we did. And that hands-on experience is what helps. So that's what the lab disk does. It gives you all of these very accurate sensors built into one device that you can then measure things at 25,000 uh, reads a second, you know, motion and on heat and all kind of things like that. And so it makes science come to life. And what's so cool about this is the the approach they have with the lab disk that we have with the lab disk is that we've got sensors built in by discipline. So we've got one that's built for biology and chemistry, another for physics, another for general science and environment. But when you blend all of them together there into these different disciplines right there, you get a cost equation that is such that you can bring this down now into the elementary school. You can get students using this and teachers teaching without being intimidated. So that's what we do with the lab disk. We give them incredible tools to measure and do things that you can't do manually. And then we have the software behind it. And then we have lesson plans we've already developed to help them teach the things that our schools want them learning. So that's what it is. It's an incredible cost equation and a device that gets 
it should be used in every home school that's out there. I can't imagine how they would teach their children without this, but every school needs this. And, you know, I have two daughters that teach in elementary school and they all teach science. And that's not necessarily what they love teaching, but when we make it easier for them to do it, that's the whole key. And so it, again, it's back into our approach and making it easy to use and then having a device like this that's economical that can be brought down to every level and every economy anywhere. And we're selling these globally. To make sure that I do this justice, go to Mimeo, M-I-M-I-O dot boxlight.com and check out the Lab Disk Portable STEM Lab. I could say something, it's not much larger than a bagel. It looks like something that Dr. McCoy would have carried in Star Trek. Um, it's a really fascinating device. And so I highly recommend everyone listening to this podcast, go and check it out when you're done listening and and be as amazed as I am, the native nerd, because I would buy <laughs> one of those just to play with. Well, and we, I have one. I carry it with me and when I go places. Uh, I took a trip. Israel, as a matter of fact, and we did a whole study there. When we came back, it's got a GPS built into it, and I got home, and I had a science lesson there because we started out at sea level, you know, in the Mediterranean. We went over in Jerusalem. We were measuring humidity and uh, a lot of other variables, but I could go back and see when we were in Jerusalem, why did the humidity go from being very low to being high, and that's when we went underground. And but I had a visual record of everything, so it, it is amazing, and uh, it's something that we've got to move ahead in the United States and globally in STEM. And the way to do it is getting children to see the relevance of science, and that it's not just something for formulas and math to get off a checklist to get them through it. It's something that can make an impact on their world. Well, I don't want to sound like uh, you know I don't want to beg, but if in your next phase of beta testing, <laughs> you need somebody to kind of stress test the thing. I might know a guy who with some free time in Texas, I'm just saying. Sean, I'd love to have you have one. And with your children, I think that they would be some of the best references we could ever have. And that's what we're seeing is once the schools get these, uh, then, then it's just a matter of uh, time before it starts uh, you know, going viral. Because they see all the benefits in it. Oh, Mark, I'm not letting my kids touch that thing. They already took over the TV remote. I, I got to have something. Come on. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's something you could do together, Sean. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Today, I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with Mark Elliott, the CEO for Boxlight Mimeo. Mark, thank you so very much for taking the time today and for all of the work that you're putting in. I really do appreciate it. Sean, it's been my pleasure, and it's great having somebody like you that understands the value of education, and, uh, and we share that so much in common. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.